0: I gotta take you on a journey and bring it right back Me, I'm talking about chestnut growth I'm only gonna tell man facts A young nigga, hairline intact Yeah, I was getting a gallum like that See me, I was the man in school But it's like, I was so up my own ass, My teacher could tell me, come to the front I'd get a pen and try to teach the whole class I would four girls but two wives in school And that was Sharice and Tara And I follow Tara on Twitter And Manny... I should the chose taller, but anyway, I was all young and dumb. I weren't trying to fuck, I was trying to grab bum. A young nigga trying to have fun. You know, happy staff will grab phones and run. And now making a name on the streets. And fam, the first time I had sex, was peak. But so quick, I didn't know that I'd be. <laughs> and yo, the kid was a neat. Well, you know about me, though. I had one message, I'd copy and paste to every girl that's on Bebo. And both I picked you, man, I was wrong. But well, that's when this shit got long. It might sound like I'm going off topic, but now I'm gonna tell you how I was a dog. Cause then I went college and I linked up with my boofing. And I took her off for one light skin view. We wouldn't fuck, but we do things. And I cheated on her, she took me back and then she left me as you do. You know, if you take a girl from someone, she can get taken from you. Now, these times she's doing her thing, but she won't tell me that it's over. And my cousin, he preed the whole thing But he's moving like his kosher And I can't lie, that fucked me up And that might be why I turned cold Cause she done that monkey bar thing When you swing on but you don't let go But it's all good though But it's on now well, I guess I'm a dog now Trying to find bitches like a dog pound That will blow me like they wanna get snot out And I will keep it more my honey with you Hey fam, I don't know my body count I've had very exotic things Even had a mixed race ginger I'm knocked down How many gal have a beat now? Lost count, I ain't even talking Aki, i tossed toss out, had some guilt Boss man would drop out But I'm trying to bust my team quick I'm knocked out And I would rock out With my cop out Yeah, I was moving scatty and she say I be cracked. Lot of these girls had pussy at me, and you ever caught it? Dreams that a soldier, some of them bought it, but they couldn't afford it. And I ain't even talking about bare abortion—that's the deeper subject. Don't want me to talk it, these girls. I wouldn't really even have to move up. but I'm still picking them up like a Uber. I beat one, and she'd say I'm a user because 'cause I'd get around the whole team like a rumor. And I never remember I have me get on a BB that said, "If you don't wanna beat delete me. Believe me. Enough of them girls were freaky I had girls in sections, wanting in DP. Never once to get an S and GD I guess I got lucky—that my mum is a GP. Seems to be, but they don't give them DD. That they automatically wanna get Niki. me. I've had girls say that I'm broke But they've seen what I'm making the night And i have heard that my dick is small But they still complain I heard the insides And they even had girls on Twitter Talking like I ain't got change But the same girl Said she'll commit suicide If I don't make time And see her in the day See me I ain't put a girl home And my family's thinking I'm nuts Even the last girl I called wifey Something about her I just couldn't trust I just want the girl I bring home To be the only one that I do Just for cruiser, she might call me a slut Don't mean the make shit I ain't been too Like when I got my ex pregnant Been that I would have had to But her parents are Moroccan, so they just saw me as a blackie. Alhamdulillah, I'm a reaver. But no, they didn't care about me. They said culture should go with culture, you know, and that's just how shit be. Now, she never told her fam, and I never wanted kids from the start. But that fact that I never had a say, and that's what really sat in my heart like, some real shit. That shit that had me stressing. Cause black people can't have kids in the world, so who are we to say no to a blessing? And when I think back in the days of course I would have changed it Cause I'm lucky I ain't got a BM like the mother used were just on the same shit uh, And I swear if God gives me a bag of torch, what are they going to say to my daughter When she wants to know how her daddy was I mean cuz. See I was nuts, I was out uh, here trying to bust nuts I'm thinking of meeting girls for the first time and name. got of a man we fucked It ain't about who you go to bed with, Cause who's there when you wake up But well, you ain't got to take my advice my G cause I'm just kidding, aka The Slump
1: that was was quintessential
2: welcome to another episode of the quintessential podcast episode 52 i believe 52 or 53 yeah episode uh, 5253 of the quintessential podcast i'm your host the boy with the most sauce the boy with the most masala the most chutty the most notorious good g slash good jew i'm your host milan oza and yes welcome to another episode of the quintessential podcast man sad news and to kick things off man uh uh rest in peace a cadet that was cadet who you just heard spitting one of the most rawest freestyles uh i've ever heard so man and uh proud to say, you know, I'm I am i am from the UK, I'm from London, man, and you know, we have got such great talent out here. And uh so uh I like to say let's just start off on some sad news, man. Here. So rest in peace to cadet. Uh he passed away just late last week in a tragic car accident. He was on his way to a gig and yeah, he was involved in a tragic car accident where he lost his life. So you now I I want to send my prayers and my condolences to his loved ones and his family and friends um for myself uh the uh, aka the underrated legend that he was known cadet man, uh and as you heard from that freestyle lives up to that name an underrated legend uh so rest in peace to cadet man man that was a great way to start off this week's episode man um from a most raw freestyle from him and, and uh, yeah, I just, uh, just want to pay my respects, really, to uh, the underrated legend. And, yeah, it makes me proud, man, to be uh, from the UK, man. As I said, um, you know, see such a great talent coming from here. Uh, so, you know, and just to be a partner and be a witness of it, you know, and hear these people, you know, uh, straight when they come out and things like that. And, you know, just, just uh, listen to his music and things like that. So, yeah, uh, no, um, very sad news. Very sad news uh, of him losing his life. I believe he was quite young. He was only about 20. But in his in his late 20s, I think 25 or 26 or 27, something like that he was. But yeah, he was on his way to a gig and he uh, was involved in a tragic car accident where he lost his life. So as I said, rest in peace to Cadet. And uh, as I said, gone but not forgotten, underrated legend you are. Prayers and condolences to his loved ones, his friends, his family. And yeah, man, just uh, just rest in peace, man. Uh, what, what underrated legend, man! What, what a great what a great uh, act he was. So yeah, I'd like to just uh, extend my prayers and condolences to his family and his loved ones. Rest in peace, man. Never gone for not but but for not forgotten, man. A uh, great great way to start, uh, um, just honouring him with that freestyle there, man. But as I said, yeah, episode fifty-two or fifty-three. You know, yeah, I'm I'm losing track now. You know, I'm in the fifties, <laughs> I do apologise. Yeah, uh, yeah, losing track in the fifties, man. Man, we're talking along here in the in, in the fifties, man. Um, yeah, episode three, fifty-two, man, fifty-two. That's it. Now, now I'm back in again, fifty-two. Episode fifty-two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, episode fifty-two, man. Yeah, we got a lot of shit to discuss this week, ladies and gentlemen, man. We got a lot of stuff. happening, the Grammys happened. A lot, of, a lot of reaction from that man, a few things happened here and there, music wise as well We've got some music to discuss, we had Wiz Khalifa and Currencies 2009 Project Drop AJ Tracy, West London Zone. AJ Tracy dropped his debut studio album called AJ Tracy <laughs> So we've got that to talk about as well, singles as well, we've got a lot of, uh, quite a few singles to talk about So yeah, without further ado, <laughs> let's get cracking on uh, episode 52 man And let's kick things off with designer man yeah <laughs> you know what man's a designer uh since he's called kanye out and you know uh, uh, about him being crazy and you know him not getting enough uh recognition for being signed to good music and them getting him really he's actually put out quite a uh, uh, a few good tracks he had that track with davies called rich and he returns this week with the track finesse and uh, this is not on soundcloud it's not on your stream it's not on your streaming services yet but if you go to his SoundCloud, you'll be able to hear these tracks. Um, and yeah, I think I just think um, he's putting out good quality music, man. But he's not really getting any sort of recognition at all. And uh, so, which is a shame, really, because you know he he uh, regarded as a one hit wonder. You know, for that Panda song. You know, he came out with that song quite a while ago, and then obviously Kanye sampled that uh, for his Life of Pablo album and put him on, and you know got him that recognition and made that song go like or was it uh, uh diamond two three times or something um, something like that but yeah, it's a shame really you know that people put him on the clock like he needs a hit he needs a hit and he came out with some actually good music before you know he came out with outlet and uh uh and you know he came out with a little ep timmy turner and stuff like that man those those, those songs were actually fire but uh, as i said he's not really getting that recognition of and it sounds like it seems like people are good music you know push me in the president as well seems like they've forgotten about him I mean, he did, uh, when he did his interview with uh, Joe Budden on the Joe Budden podcast, man uh, They did ask him what's going on with Design and they said, yeah, he's still sounding good music You know, so yeah, you know, we, we're just just trying to figure a few things out Obviously giving the PC answer there uh, But I think Designer thinks things otherwise uh, Nonetheless, anyway, uh, yeah, he did drop another song this week called Finesse And as I said, it's actually pretty good, man I really like that, I like the beat, I like this flow on it you know, obviously, you, you, you do get the comparisons with him in the future a lot of the time. But, uh, you know, it, it doesn't stop the fact that, you know, he's actually putting out good music and the, and the guy, you know, can croon and can make good melodies, you know. So this Finesse track is no different, I, I believe. Uh, uh, except for the end where it's quite, I think it's a minute and 20 seconds of just the instrumental playing, which I think could have been cut short. Uh, apart from that... Their track is actually Flames. I really like it, man. Uh, so I'm, I'm really fucking with designer these last few weeks, you know, that track with Dave East. Uh, you know, him being from uh, uh, New York as well, so that's a good New York collaboration. And then this Finesse track as well. Uh, he's putting out all these Lucy's, all these free music. We don't know if he's prepping a project or anything like that. He hasn't dropped really a project since last year's uh, LOD, Life of Designer EP. Uh, that was supposedly, yeah, supposedly be to be the title of his album. Uh, no word on the album yet. Uh maybe I think he's trying to sort out some disputes within good music with himself with his contract before he actually puts out an album. Let's not let's let's just uh let's see. Uh but you know, definitely go check out the these designer songs that he put out. He put out that Rich colour two, three weeks ago we talked about it, but he put out this finesse song just last week. It's on the SoundCloud. That's designer with finesse. Really great track man, really fucking with him. Last two tracks he's put out. Uh yeah, so you guys definitely go check it out. Uh, yeah he's on the clock I, I do I do agree that he's on the clock And you know He's held as a one hit one That for now uh, But I, I, I hope that changes man Because All in all the guy Actually like You see the guy man He projects this Like very enthusiastic energy uh, A lot of people say He's on something But I just think He's young Yeah And you know He's very enthusiastic And he's got a lot of energy And a, a lot of people around him as well Say he's a great guy And things like that So It's just uh, It's just a shame really That they're not really using him Uh, To his uh, to his uh, fullest capability, or or to fulfill his actual uh, true potential, but yeah, this is designer with finesse. You guys go check that out. Great track there. And as always, I will post a link to these songs in the bio of the episode once it is released. Next up, we got Redman. Man, Redman needs to stop teasing us with these Lucys and these tracks, man. Uh, Waiting heavily on that Muddy Waters Two album. He's been teasing it since the last year and a half, two years now, man, by putting out Lucy's he put out that I love hip hop and uh a few tracks after that as well. Can't remember off the top of my head. And he returns this week with uh the song Trap House and uh, linking up with New Jersey's own Cassie. Right, And he says that this is from the Muddy Waters 2 movement. And uh, now we really don't know what that means. Is it going to be part of the album? Is it just uh, you a know, rollout uh, or a Lucy uh, in a warm-up to the album? We really don't know. As you know, he hasn't even put a date on it. He hasn't put out a track listing or anything. Uh, so that all remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, you know, we're heavily waiting on this Muddy Waters 2 album. But in the meantime, as I said, he's dropping this trap house track with Kazzy. Uh, yeah, man, it's, it's 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 a good track, man. It's a good track. Always, always love to hear from a legend, man. The legend, Red Man. and obviously, I think you know it's good to see him putting on artists that don't nobody really knows about, you know. Especially you know him being from Jersey as well, and him putting on the New Jersey artists as well in the form of Kazzy. Uh So yeah, that's that's great to see, man. The OGs, you know, picking up the young talent and putting them on, you know. So and giving them a feature, you know, giving them a bit of shine. So I do I do like that and I do appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, this trap house record here, yeah, man, it's 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 uh, it's good. I like it. I like it. You know, it's it's you know what more 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 can I say? I'm just I'm I'm heavily anticipating this Muddy Waters two album, man. Like he's been teasing us for far too long, man. So uh, any music he puts out right now is really a gift. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, this Red Man with trap house with Kazzy, great track there, and you know great uh, um, feature there from Kazzy. Uh, makes me want to check out some of his uh, his music more. Which I will do in the, in the, in the future. But yeah. Redman man. Give us some information on that album man. We're heavily anticipating and waiting for that album. If you're listening. Shout out to you. Big fan man. Big fan. And just give us some information about this Muddy Waters 2 album man. <laughs> but for the meantime. Yeah ladies and gents. Check out that Redman track Trap House. With Kazzy that is on your streaming services now. Next up we got Khalid, yes, Khalid. <laughs> One of my favorite artists, uh, you know, uh, so he put out his American Teen album in 2016. I like to believe it's 2000, summer uh, 2016, yes, right? Uh, I believe it was summer 2016. And he put out his little EP just a few months ago, that Sun City EP, right? And now he's uh, working on his sophomore album. You don't really know what that's what's that what's that called? No, 2017. Sorry, it came out early 2017. That American Teen album. My bad. And then yeah, then he put out uh, just uh, late last year, uh, in the last few months, he put out that Sun City EP. And uh, so now Khalid is heavily uh, working on his sophomore album, the follow-up to American Teen. And uh, he drops potentially one of the um, uh, first or second offerings, however you want to call it. Uh, he did drop that track with. Uh, uh, Black and tidal sign on the way. I do believe that that is actually going to be one of the singles on the album. As that wasn't on the Sun City EP. I do believe that Better as well from that Sun City EP. Will make uh, his way to his sophomore album. And I think that's the standout track on that. And uh, so I, I, let's say this is the third single from his upcoming album. Yet to be named. Uh, he links up with producers. The, the disclosure on this one. And this one's called Talk. And yeah, it's it's uh, it's a great track, man. I uh, like hearing, um, you know, any new music from Khalid, man. I think he's a very very talented young artist. He's got a very unique voice and the way he can carry his vocals as well, man, and just to um, you know hit them notes as well, man. Uh, I just think, yeah, he's, he's a very very talented young man. And this 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 kid's only like I think he's only twenty nineteen twenty or twenty one or something. So very young. And he's achieved a lot, uh, you know. Platinum-selling album with was uh, the American team. Location going two, three times platinum. Young dumb and broke as well going platinum. Whole album going platinum as well. Uh, and you know, and just a recognition from literally everyone in the music industry as well. Uh, so yeah, very talented uh, individual, very talented young man. And he's putting out great music, man. He's putting out great music. A lot, a lot, a lot of people, you know, criticize Khalid for putting out that a teenager. Uh, Music, but that was American Teen. You know, that was his first album. As I say, everybody has uh, their whole life to make the first album, and that first album was based on his teenage. You know, what his teenage is, what he experienced in his teenage years. So obviously, you know, even myself as a uh, twenty-five-year-old, twenty-five-year-old guy, you know, I can, I I can relate to, uh, you know, that teenager feeling. And man, it's just feel-good music as well, man. It's just great music. Uh, so I can see the slack he's getting for that, but you know some people say his music's not for me. It's for teenagers. It's for kids. But you can't doubt the the the, the, the kid's uh, voice and his just overall talent as well, man. And you know his just ability to make great music. And that's what this talk track is, man. Is uh, no, another great offering from Khalid. So yeah, uh, another great another great track. Him linking up with Disclosure this time around. Uh, and yeah, man. So shouts out to Khalid, man. He's always putting out great music. I'm I'm really looking forward to his next project, his next album. Hopefully, I think that is slated to drop this year. We don't have a name on it yet. Uh, But yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, in the meantime, man, yeah, this talk track, yeah, I love it. Uh, Really, really good track. I do like it. That is on your streaming services now. So that's Khalid and that's Talk. That is on your streaming services now. Go check that out. Next up, her man. Yeah, we're gonna get into her a bit later, you know. But uh, for the meantime, she did drop off a track uh, last week, and it's part of the motion picture. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Um, the track's called "Think," but it's from uh, what was it? It's from the picture that's coming out, of starring Taraji P. Henson and Tracy Morgan, uh, and that is called uh, "What Men Want." Yeah, so that's the name of the film, starring Taraji P. Henson and Tracy Morgan. Uh, she drops off the track Think, and that is on the soundtrack to this film. A uh, bit different, really, a bit different vibe, really, from her this time around. She goes the energetic, uh, fast-tempo kind of approach, where she's used to the uh, slow jam, slow R&B, uh, you know, vibe, kind of slow, slow, slow down beat uh, kind of song. She takes a diff- different route this time, not to say that is bad at all, Still a good track, uh, just a different different side to it that um you know that we're not really accustomed to or used to, but still the the track in itself is is good. I do like it. Um, you know, she, she's becoming a, a a major superstar now, man. Since her rebrand, obviously uh, for those unaware, uh, she was actually uh, known by uh, she's actually her actual name is Gabby Wilson, and she did. Um, well, i think when she, when she was 14 or 15 she did actually cut kind of, you know make music and you know, under the alias of gabby wilson which is actually a real name uh, but something wasn't really hitting with the fans and uh, you know with with the audience uh, so uh, i think RCA uh, took her away and rebranded her repackaged her and in uh, 2016 uh 2016-17. They uh, put out um, this uh, EP, her volume one. You know, her, you know, concealing her identity, and not not many people really knowing who she is or anything like. Because it was quite a while since they heard from her. I think at this time now, when she came out with this, she was uh, she was eighteen or nineteen, right? Uh, so yeah, uh, people really didn't know who who, who, who this person was, uh, who this female was making this great music, this great R and B music. And then she followed up with volume two ep and as you repackaged that into a so-called album or mixtape uh, and, and packaged the uh, volume one and two eps together and uh, put that out as a project uh, mixed within with about six different other songs uh yeah so and, and that, that gave birth to her uh so uh, yeah as i said like obviously you know, she's used to that uh, r and uh really slow down type of vibe here but uh, with this think track man she goes a different different route and um, yeah, she, she goes to the fast tempo, upbeat kind of kind of uh, kind of vibe. And yeah, it's not bad as I, as I said. It's, it's not a bad thing at all. So I think this shows her versatility as an artist. You know, so that she can you know do these poppy kind of records with a fast tempo beat and up tempo kind of uh, uh, vibe as well. So yeah, uh, the tracker itself, yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, so yeah, as I said, she they're just branding into a major superstar as well. Uh, so yeah, man. Uh, if you're not really uh, uh, you know up to date with her uh, music, man, I definitely recommend you guys go check it out. Uh, so, you know, the Volume One and Volume Two EPs put put into one, and that's just called Her. And then she put out two EPs this year, uh, Well last year, sorry. Uh, I used to know her Part One and Part Two. Uh, still a lot, a lot of great music on there man And uh, So yeah uh, We'll get into her as well a bit later man In, t- in terms of the Grammys as well But for now yeah uh, that This is her with Fink And you can um, find that on your streaming services now So uh, go check that out uh, Another great track man For another great artist Up next we've got Mr Weekly himself Yes Mr Weekly He's still going at it man And he's uh, he's going to go out for the whole 52 weeks of the year And we're on week 6 now and if you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about King Crooked, aka Crooked Eye, uh, one of the most lyrical MCs out on this planet right now. And yeah, he blesses us with a week number six installment, number six in his weekly series. And this time, he flips Doctor Dre's classic, and I mean classic beat, explosive. One of my favorite beats. <laughs> I mean me and uh me and one of my colleagues at work, man, Root man, yeah, yeah and I can name you, yeah. Roop is Mr S, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he's probably gonna kill me for this, but i uh, screw it. Roop is Mr S, by the way, yeah. <laughs> me and Roop we always uh we always mimic that beat every time and uh it's, it's one of my favourite Dr Dre beats, Dr. J tracks from that classic two thousand and one Chronic Two thousand one album. Uh Crook being from the West Coast as well, from being from Long Beach. Uh, you know, you're paying, paying homage to the West Coast, flipping that track, uh, explosive for his um, installment number six, which is called "Get It Easy," and crook murders it, man. There's just something about West Coast artists on West Coast beats or flipping classic West Coast beats. It's just you know, it's it's just music. To everybody's ears, <laughs> and yeah, Crook does this. He smokes this beat, man. He does. He, he definitely uh, does it justice, uh, and then some. Really, you know, he smokes this beat. Still on his lyrical miracle shit, as we always know, Crook uh, is, and I love him for that. As I am a, a lyrical driven um, uh, fan, you know, hip hop fan, and so yeah, uh, great, uh, great installment for number six. Great, uh, great edition week number six with his gear easy. Flipping Dr. Dre's explosive smoke the beat, man. Shouts out to the Crook, man, showing us love as well. Uh, big fan of you, man, if you're listening. So, yeah, shouts out to the Crook. Another great uh, uh, addition to the weekly series, man. He's six for six so far, man. He's not missed a beat so far. Six for six, man. So, yeah, that's uh, King Crooked. We'll take it easy. And you can find out on your streaming services, uh, YouTube as well. Uh, yeah on on all your stream services so that's King Crooked would take it easy let go uh, definitely you hip hop fans if you haven't uh you know listened to King crook before and you're looking for a good just just great rapping and great lyrics and just you know anything along that line right uh yeah, he is your guy, so definitely go check him out. And, you know, for anybody who's not really, you know, who, who's not really into that kind of lyrical thing, definitely still check him out as well, man. Like, you know, you never know until you try, really. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check him out. That's King Crook with uh, Get It Easy for um, week number six of the weekly series. Next up, we've got Amigos. Yeah, Amigos dropped another track, really, in, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, this one's called Position to Win. And it's uh tying into All Star Weekend, uh just coming up NBA All-Star Weekend. We've got Team LeBron versus Team Giannis. Uh, really excited about that. And yeah, so it's gonna serve as one of the songs for All Star Weekend. And it's just standard Migos track and you know they obviously they're putting some NBA references in there, talking that talk about winning and things like that. Uh so yeah, it's just standard Migos track really. Uh so I knew what I was getting into when I wanna start listening to it. Uh, it is what it is, really. You guys know uh, my my stance on Migos really. You know, so, the music's not really for me. I do listen to it. I do like the old one or two songs, but yeah, really, um, the music's not for uh, per se for me, really. But uh, yeah, the song, as I said, the song is just typical Migos song, so it is what it is. You guys gotta check that out, That is Migos with position to win again. That is on your streaming services as well. Uh, look for that to be played over the next week, uh, a week or so, in this all- NBA All Star Weekend coming up. Next up, we got OVO artist Roy Woods, man. Yeah, you, you know, uh, uh, it's, it's Roy's 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 still putting out music, you know, which is good to see. Uh, not many OVO artists really are these days. Uh, you know, you know, if she got Drake being the head honcho. You know, where the fuck is party at? Where is party at? Uh, well, I saw a clip the, the last week. He, said he was at a shooting range uh, yeah, with his friends. But where is the music man? Where are the new vibes? at party man, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to hear some new party music. You know, we've we've been hearing from Roy. Uh, you know, last couple of months or so, Snow White and Russian Cream, and you know, and, and now he's put out this track here called Worth It. Uh, but you know where where's Majid Jordan? You know they they put out one or two tracks last year but that was it. Where's Division man? Where yeah, where is Division? He's another one. They're another one man. Uh Daniel Daly in nineteen eighty five. Where are they with some new music man? They've been touring, I know they've been touring all over the world. They had a tour with Miguel and things like that, but I believe that's come to an end. Man, where's the new music at? I haven't heard from him or partying over the last year, two years or so. Uh Plaza, he's putting out music here and there as well. Uh, but uh, yeah Roy's probably the most consistent uh, either you know the most consistent uh, music giver really in that OVO camp at this moment you know he's blessing us with music every month or two or so but uh, we're really not hearing anything about the others but Anyway, let's focus on Roy anyway. Yeah, he put out this Worth It track here. And, you know, it's the first really Roy Wood song that I'm not really feeling, you know. Uh, he put out two great tracks last year with that Snow White. we played that as a sleeper, one of our sleepers uh, on, uh, on one of the weeks. Uh, and Russian Cream. Uh, and then he had his uh, debut album released last year, uh, which was uh, called Say Less. Just at the back end of 2017, I think. Um, But yeah, uh, he had that album, which was great Um, But uh, yeah, this was the first really Roy Roy Wood's track That I wasn't really feeling, man, I I just don't know Um, uh, I just, uh, yeah, I I, I was listening to it And I really couldn't get into it And yeah, it was just just different from Roy Uh, Not what I was expecting Uh, Maybe I need to listen to it a few more times But you know, the last few few listens that I listened to I, I just couldn't really get into it and I just really wasn't feeling. It. I don't know why. Is it? I think it's more because is, is he rapping on it more? It sounds like he's rapping on it more, not really singing or crooning on it. I'm not sure uh, that that could be probably the reason why. Uh, but yeah, I just felt uh, just the beat selection and just his flow, or just uh, you know what, or he's not really singing on it. As uh, like, that's why I think Roy, Roy shines really. Uh, I just yeah it just didn't really really catch me or it didn't really get me in that you know in that zone really. But um. Maybe, maybe, you know, uh, I just need to be in the right frame of mind for it or something like that, I'm not sure. Uh, But yeah, for me, it wasn't really hitting me uh, as a a great track from Roy uh, uh, compared to the last few tracks he's put out. Uh, But yeah, you guys go check that out, let me know what you think. And that's Roy Woodsworth Worth It, that is on his streaming services as well. So yeah, you go check that out. And last but not least, Alicia Keys, yeah, so we did, didn't I say, didn't I say uh, in a couple of weeks ago, when uh, she was announced as the host for the Grammys, that uh, this is all part of a bigger plan, and behold, the bigger plan, she released a single on the night of the, the Grammys, the Grammys that she was hosting, so yeah, uh, I was right, <laughs> it was all part of a bigger plan, really. Uh, I knew that there was she was taking this Grammy job without, uh, you know, with something in mind that there has to be something in mind for her, or you know, in terms of promotion or something like that. And lo and behold, she drops a track uh, called Razor Man uh, just on the same night that she was hosting the Grammys. Uh, so, uh, now I think this is going to lead to a rollout for an album coming this year. We haven't heard from her since 2017's uh, Here. Uh, the Queen, obviously, you know, she's a queen. <laughs> uh, a legend. Uh, and yeah, so I think this is going to lead to a rollout for her album. Uh, obviously, this being the first single dropping from that. Uh, so yeah, she drops this track called Razor Man. It's come to um, uh, six minutes or so, uh, which was quite surprising but uh, at first because uh, it's been a long time since I heard from uh, uh, Alicia. But if you if you're up on her music, you know most of her music does is not short. She never really releases short, short tracks, and you know it's not necessarily a bad thing because she has a great voice, and that's, uh, she is a queen, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, this Razor Man track, man. Yeah, so as uh, as I said, it's um it's great it's great to hear from Alicia, man. Uh, and uh, it sounds like she hasn't missed a beat in these last two three years. Uh, you know that we haven't really heard from her. Uh, obviously, she's been busy, you know, with her family, with Swizz, her being a husband and the kids and things like that, and in her, in her charitable work as well. But yeah, it's great to hear from Alicia, man. I think this track's... uh I, I really like this track. You know, uh, I'm not sure if it's gonna, uh, you know, pick up a lot ahead of head steam. It's not like a hit record, I think, uh, but um, it's, it's 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 still a great track. In, in, um in, when you break it down, really. So yeah um she sounds like she sounds great on it her vocals have not really Mr B uh yeah she sounds great and uh yeah man it's just great to hear from her really uh, as we know as I said yeah <laughs> it's great to hear from her um excited for it uh, excited for a new album from her uh, I think uh you know uh, she did a great job hosting the grammys I saw some clips of her performing some few skits playing the piano with both her hands man that was a sight to see you're very, very talented, uh, and just shouts out to the Queen, Alicia, man. Uh, so you, you guys go check out the track "Razor Man," and uh, yeah, let me know what you think. And that is on your streaming services now. But yeah, so that that is a single side of things, ladies and gentlemen. That, that that wraps us up on the single side of things. Let's dive into some news. All right, so let's kick things off, man. Let's get an update from uh, from this Twenty One Savage situation. So, uh, as you know, as you know by now. Uh, you know, obviously 21 Savage was um, detained by ICE, ICE uh, last week Just over a week and a bit ago And, you know, uh, uh, they're claiming that, you know, he's from the UK He was born in the UK and he came over here And, you know, like his, his birth certificate was from the UK And and, the, and his visa expired uh, in, uh, He came into the US about 2006 And his visa expired the next year uh, but then, like, uh, the immigration force agency didn't do a follow up on it, uh, and so, like, he's been living here, living in, well, living in, not here, living in the US illegally for the past, you know, 12 years or so, and they just so happened to catch him on a random night somewhere and uh, held him in, uh, detained him, really, and are threatening to deport him. And you'll see a lot of, uh, a lot of the hip hop industry have uh, stood up and started a petition as well for 321 to put in and get get them to sign this petition. Uh, so a lot of I'm I'm seeing a lot of support from a lot of artists, uh, you know, for their for them advocating for 21. I'm one of them as well. And like, you, at the end of the day, you're playing with a guy's family and kids. And uh, you know, as like I said, the memes and all that are funny, right? But like, you know, end of the day, man, I think you know. Um, <laughs> you got to think about this in the long run, you know, ladies and gentlemen. I know, like, we live in this whole internet era, where, you know, uh, shit blows up on the internet really, really quickly, and they're quick to make um, fun of everything. But, you know, you got to think about, it, you know, as I said, in the long run, you're actually, you know, you're, you're joking about a man's future, man. A man's future where he might not even see his kids, you know, if he gets deported back to the UK, and his kids are born in the US, the US citizens you know, you so you are joking about this but you're not really thinking about, you know, in, in like, you know, what you know what in the long term thing is, you know. I see I saw I went on Facebook for, uh, for Facebook the other day after a long time man and I saw this little event created. I don't know who it was, but it was just like twenty one savages welcoming welcoming him welcoming home party and it showed a picture of him and the queen and like two of my two two of the people I'm friends with on Facebook they were like they're attending and it's just like why I mean this is yeah, I get it. Memes are funny and things like that man, but like you man, you're taking this shit too far. You that's what I'm saying. Like, it's kinda disgusting sometimes you see this kinda thing, man. Like yeah, they're they're funny at first, you know, the first day or two. But you know, you, you, you're going too far when you're doing you're creating these these, these events. Now I know it's not like in, in um you know, it's all for fun and things like that, but it doesn't come across that way when you think about, you know, him not being able to see his kids ever again if he gets supported back here. You know, you're playing with a man's livelihood playing with a kid uh, you, you're playing with the you know uh with the intention that these kids are going to lose their father and you're making jokes out of that you know sir savage and this and that and i admit you know when i first saw a few of the memes yeah it was funny and things like that but then one, you know when, when like immediately afterwards like after those memes my, my mind shifted and thought about you know he's he's got kids you know and he's got a lot of business ventures out here, out in the US and things like that. Very well-known artists and things like that. But all in all, he is a father, man. He's got kids, right? And you know, and to think about him being taken away from his kids and his kids not being able to see him. And, you know, it, just, it, it hits you deep. It hits you deep. So, you know, all these memes and stuff. Yeah, fine. First few days. But, you know, you, you, you stop, you know, bringing about, you know, like bringing these things up and you know making a mockery of it like that event i went on i, I was kind of i was actually disgusted to see that you know when i went on facebook i don't really go on facebook these days you know um I, i'm I, I still have it just because you need it to have instagram and twitter and you need it to have to log into all these other apps and things like that that you have and all that apart from that man i i've rarely gone it i just thought i'll just I was just bored one day. I was looking through my social media and stuff like that. So let me let me jump on some Facebook, just pass some time and things like that. And I saw that, and I was just it, it pissed me off, man. It really did piss me off. As, as I said, uh, you know, jokes, jokes. You know, I call cool for a certain amount of time, you know. But you know, when you when you look past all that, when you think about it deeply, it's not really anything to laugh about, you know. So. Uh, yeah you know As I said a lot of uh, The hip hop industry Is standing up And Jay Z Is one of those people man And you know uh, This is why I fuck with Hove, man You know like when he Once he sees a problem man He, he likes to get himself Involved in it And then help out Any way he can man uh, so man, shouts out the Hove man. I oh, you, you already know how, how I feel about Hove. I've got a Hove bias. I don't care. You can you can you can call me bias and you know say I'm sucking Hov's dick and everything like that. I don't give a fuck. Man, like when Hove does shit like this, it's just something to be applauded about. So uh yeah, so uh news broke last week that Jay-Z speaks out about 21 Savage's arrest and Rock Nation reportedly hires legal help. So yeah, Jay-Z is the latest celeb to show his support for 21 Savage following his arrest by ICE. On Wednesday last week, the mogul released a statement speaking against 21 Savage's arrest as he lends his support. In a statement, in his statement, Jay-Z said the arrest and detention of 21 Savage is an absolute travesty. His U visa petition has been pending for four years. In addition to being a successful recording artist, 21 deserves to be reunited with his children immediately. Although he's uh, 21 Savage is not an artist On Jay Z's ro- Label Rock Nation uh, It was reports That the company Has reportedly hired Some legal help In what they call A matter of injustice Alex Spiro Has been hired To assist with the case And he's told the site That we are not going To stop until he is released uh, Bonded out Or in front of a judge Right So yeah no, and I shouts out to Hove man As I said like man When Hove does this kind of stuff Like man Like it just makes you appreciate Applauding more man Like once he sees something going wrong, you know he likes to get involved and try to put things right, man. Like he's doing this whole reform system with Meek Mill as well, man. So shouts out to him and Meek for that, uh, standing up against any uh, prison reform and any sort of injustice. So yeah, man, uh, uh, more more uh, more to be revealed. Let's see how this uh, story unfolds. Hopefully that uh, it doesn't uh, obviously involve anything bad in the form of his uh, twenty-one being deported. Uh, I hope that's not the case, as you know. Obviously, uh, I want him to be reunited with his kids. Uh, and end of the day, as I said, you know, if it's all about family, so you know, you, you never want to you know split apart family. So yeah, shouts out the uh, shouts out the Hove uh, for this speaking up against this and getting involved in this. Uh, shouts out the Twenty One, support you man, three twenty one, uh, three twenty one, and uh, let's see how that story um, unfolds. Uh, leading off from that 21 Savage conversation Man um, So as I said a lot of memes were out there And one of the artists That um, decided to put fun at 21 Was uh, Chris Brown And uh, And that was um, In the form of a meme uh, He posted the meme of 21 In one of his freestyles Over the uh, over over the um, uh, ba- uh, uh, Was it bank account Uh account beat and the voiceover was by UK's own Michael Michael dapper you know man's not hot and uh, he said come on fam stop playing with the man with the man's them and one person that took uh, offense to that was uh, one of 21's close friends offset or the Migos. Uh, offset commented under this post from Chris Brown memes ain't funny Lame to which Chris Brown responded Fuck you, little boy. Better worry about what you got going, and focus on you. All this cap on IG is what's lame. Your energy won't won't like that. When I came to Drake show in LA, if you don't get your hip hop a hibit a hibit to the hip hop, and your and you don't stop rocking face ass out my comments, you sensitive ass guy. Call me personally. You want some clout when all you got to do is pull up. No camera, no flexing, and all that. If you're a real man, fight me. On an, oh, and another thing, suck my dick, right? To which Offset responded on that, uh, you know, coke boy don't want no smoke with me, right? And uh, <laughs> and this led to Chris Brown really exposing him uh, over DMs. Uh, Offset actually DM'd him saying, "Where you at?" Chris said to him, "I'm in LA. I'll be home at four. Like I said before, I'm with all that." You can run me my fade today, no cap. To what Offset replies, Addy, meaning give me the address. Pussy guy, you know where I stay. Google Maps, my address ain't no secret spot. I'll be there at four. Right? To which Offset replies, police, with the police emoji, insinuating that Chris Brown is the police and it's a setup. Now that's all, nah, that's y'all, what Chris says. Y'all, police. <laughs> Sorry for the voiceovers. And then the offset replies, Not coming to your house when I I see you. Uh, No, it's up. Right? Boy, you pussy as hell. This offset. You scared to fight? Laughing emoji. Stop DMing me. This police right here, bro. Right? He goes, Fuck being a pirou. I'm a grown man. You a little boy. I'll be home at four. No op shit. Cameras, police, none of that shit. I'm just going to beat you the fuck up. And he goes on to post his address This my address Please pull up I pray you come Offset replies 12 Which is slang for police Chris yet again replies with a laughing emoji Boy run me my fate And stop acting pussy So what Chris replies uh, uh, What well, Offset replies on top of that On his story I ain't really have too much rap for you on this social media shit But since that's where you want to take it Tell the people why you had your man- management Reach out to m- to me to squash the shit. Check my record and check yours. Only people you go toe to toe to with is women. That's for lame guys. Oh and by the way I'm going to smack the shit out of you when I see you. To which Chris replies. Don't consider myself gangster. But I promise the worst thing in the world. Is when a singing guy got guys scared to to, to fade. And What fade means is a fight right. Uh, and What's lame is this guy all up in my comments worried about another guy. I'll leave this where it's at. So you just dance your way out of my comments I'm gonna send your girl flowers so she know I respect her I'm disappointed in this guy as his father I should have been there uh, I should have been there more in his life so he wouldn't come out a lame ass guy Wow <laughs> so we just, you know uh, this all spawned from Chris posting a meme about a 21 man and obviously not taking too kindly to it now as I said you know um you know, everybody does this in in the, in the art of having fun and things like that. Uh, and I mean, it's a bit, it's a bit corny from Chris's standpoint, man. I, you know, um, no, I mean, like you know, you you, you want to support one another and things like that. Uh, so I think it's it's a bit corny from Chris to do that to post about it, especially you know, I, I think they've collaborated on a song or two. I'm not, I'm not sure. I got, I got to research that. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it was a bit corny, man, that that you know, Chris did that. Uh, I know, you know, internet is full of memes and you want to have fun and things like that. But um, I think Chris, yeah, I think now he realises that maybe he shouldn't have done that. You know, not because of Offset and things like that. I definitely t- think that Chris Brown would take Offset in a fight. No, ha- uh, hands down. <laughs> I think Chris is with all the smoke and Chris could uh, fuck Offset up. No doubt about that. But I think uh, it was calling it Chris to post it in the first place. I do believe that it's been deleted now from Chris now he does see the severity of the situation. Uh, but I think... yeah, that, that, that was a funny back and forth. I don't think anything is going to happen about it. Uh, because, you know, Grammys did pass. And I thought if it, if it were to happen... It would happen at the Grammys. But nothing really happened there. Unless they're saving it for All-Star Weekend. Uh, coming up this weekend, we don't know. But um, I don't think anything else is going to develop... On the story between Offset and Chris Brown. Um, I think in, sooner or later... We're going to hear them squash the beef... And then link up on the song as well. But... Yeah, that was very. It was, it was entertaining to see <laughs> and see. Um, you know, uh, Offset's reaction to Chris, uh, him thinking that Chris is the police, uh, <laughs> and yeah, so that that, that was pretty funny. A pretty, pretty, pretty entertaining exchange between these two gentlemen. But uh, yeah, I don't think anything is going to come from it anyway. But speaking of Offset as well, um, uh, he actually re- released the uh, a trailer and uh, the so-called album title and the release date of his upcoming solo album uh, called uh, the Set Gala and he released it with an uh, accompanying trailer where it shows a clip of uh, Carly B giving birth which was uh, (laughs) quite as one of the guys put on Twitter uh, this right here is an invasion of privacy (laughs) no pun intended or all, all puns intended, as that is Cardi B's debut studio album title. <laughs> um, yeah, but that was that was that was that was interesting to see. But a uh, uh, big story to take away from this is obviously you know, him dropping his solo album, which was actually set to drop last year. Uh, you know, to complete the trifecta of uh, Migos solo albums, we had uh, we had um, we had. Uh, yeah, we had a uh, Quavo's uh, Quavo Huncho album. Then we have Take Off the Last Rocket, and then we were set to get Offset's album, but in, like in December or so. And then have Culture Three come out in January, February time. But obviously, I don't think that's been the case due to obviously Offset's personal issues with Cardi coming out into the media. So obviously, they've been involved in that. And then yeah, now uh, obviously Cardi at the Grammys, and you know we had the Grammy weekend and things like that. And Offset released uh, the. Uh, a uh, trailer with the album date and the supposed album title, and uh, the set gala set to arrive February twenty second. And so yeah, uh, let's see um, how this pans out. You know, we've heard a lot of stuff from Cardi. A few others saying that uh, this album has made her cry. Uh, it's very, very in depth, very, very in a personal. Uh, so I'm interested to see that from Offset. Uh, so. Yeah, the set gala set to arrive February 22nd. Let's keep our ears and eyes open for that. Another uh, another artist that says uh, his album is coming, or his first album, uh, is Chance the Rapper. So he took to uh, uh, social media yesterday in a video, in a clip, to say that his album is coming in July. As people have been pressing him for music. And yeah, he said that it's going to come in July. His first album is in, in July. And uh, I, I didn't believe it at first, but when I went onto Twitter and things like that, people were tweeting Chance album July, and he was retweeting all this. Unless this is a, this is a, um, a huge big troll, which I don't think tra- a Chance does. Uh, I, I believe this to be true, and he's tweeted himself that my, this is my first album. I can't wait, uh, July man. But man, um, it's, it's pretty weird, uh, you know. In this day and age, as you know, people announcing that album is going to come out within the next four or five months. You know, people, people normally announce it the month of or the two weeks or three weeks before. Uh, so this is going a bit old school, really. Uh, announcing the album prior, like uh, three, uh, four or five months in advance, which gives him a bigger rollout, I guess. Uh, so it just builds up that more anticipation, really. But uh, yeah, he him announcing his first studio album. I'm not sure how you can't ca- don't class uh, the colouring book as an album or acid rap. Acid Rapper was a mixtape, but Coloring Book, I thought that was his first album. I'm not sure, uh, but I think he's not. He's classing that as a mixtape still. Uh, but yeah, his first album is supposedly coming in July. No name yet, uh, but yeah, his uh, Chance's first to the album, Chance the Rapper's first to the album, supposedly coming in July. So let's see how that that's unfolds See if we get any singles, anything that leading up to it. Uh, but yeah, let's keep our eyes and ears open for that. Alright. Uh some more news going on uh, this week. So, uh Justin Skye. Now, I really haven't heard much from Justin Skye. Um apart from obviously, like she's a she's a well-known uh, uh artist in uh, the industry and uh she's involved in a relationship with uh, uh the Washington DMV rapper uh Goldlink, you know. Uh so um, that's where I initially heard about her uh, I haven't really checked out any of her music or anything like that Uh, but you know, I've, I've heard the name I know who she is Uh, so Uh, she was, um, she's came out, uh, just, just really today Uh, see, over the course of the last 24 hours Uh, with some news regarding her, her past her, 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 her abusive past uh, and uh, you know it's uh, very. It was very shocking to see uh, who she claimed was involved with her uh, in the previous relationship and what occurred there and what actually happened. So uh, uh, you you might think I'm sounding confused. So let me let me let me talk about this, right? So Justin Sky tweeted uh, earlier to t- the uh, earlier t- uh, today. Uh, she talked about. Uh, uh basically uh hold on. She talked about uh where she was out with her friends and uh and her, her man, Gold Link, and uh where um she claims uh, that um Sheck West, her previous partner, uh and um uh his goons uh stalked them and jumped uh, her and Goldlink Really uh, She goes on to say that uh, That um, She says Taking a walk with my friends And my man uh, And Sheck West My abuser And his friends Decide to stalk us And attack my friends Two cars full of people While he sat in the car Like a bitch You're you pathetic You are pathetic Sheck And you beat women You hit your girl before me And you'll do it again Right uh, So yeah She claims that uh, Sheck West and his goons Attacked her, uh, her friends, and her man Goldlink, right? Uh, so and then she, uh, yeah, and she goes, you, uh, she she continues to speak on this, uh, and she goes, you are pathetic, and all the people defending you, you uh, your whole bitch ass label, everyone, you are you spreading lies about me. Moral of the story is, uh, if you never put your hands on me, you wouldn't be in this situation, and you just keep making it worse. Now, I, I like to I like to stop it right there, for just for a second. Now, if this is the actual case that Sheckwess abused uh, Justin Sky, obviously I don't stand for anything anything domestic violence related, anything like that. Obviously, I'm, I'm with Justin Sky 100%. Now, the second thing I like to say about this is if indeed him and his goons did jump Gold Link, I do not think they know who Gold Link is related to. Uh, as if they did. I don't think they would jump them in the first place, or they've just got a, a a big set of balls on them, a big set of cojones on them. And if you're not aware who who, who Link is related to, he is related to them to one of the most notorious gangsters in Washington DC, Wayne Perry. If you don't know about Wayne Perry, I suggest you do your research, because uh, I'm not going to talk about Wayne Perry. I don't want to get my ass. Like in killed anything like that, or you know, looked up upon. (laughs) Uh, But um, yeah, he is related to uh, Wayne Perry. So for those of you unaware, Wayne Perry, you need to do your research. But for those who are aware, you can see why this is going to pose as a problem if this actually is the case, and his him and his goons did jump Justin, her friends, and Goldlink. So all I can say really to that is, uh, if these guys are unaware of uh, that relationship or are aware, then boy, oh boy, oh boy, uh, mm, they're going to have to be ready for the backlash, if there's going to be any, or they're going to have to be ready for any of the consequences or the fallout from this. So all I can say is good luck to them, if that's the case. (laughs) I'm not sure really why. They actually, uh, uh, you know, if this is to be true, this is very corny and sucker shit behavior, really, uh, for him and his goons to jump. Justin, uh, her, her friends, and Goldlink, while he supposedly sat in the truck and didn't, you know, uh, was acting like a bitch. Uh, and obviously, further on from that, we did get uh, uh, more information. Uh, check came out and said that, um, you know, uh, I've never abused any women in my life. Um, uh, he goes, uh, I've chosen to remain silent until now. Out of respect for actual victim, victims of abuse, but I cannot stand by why liars are repeatedly told about me. All right? And yeah, so he goes on to say that uh, I've never uh, just, cla- uh, yeah, I've never hit a woman. All right? And uh, to which Justine replies, I literally have footage of you jumping over the fence of my crib to attack me, Sheck. Your lies are even more disrespectful. She posted the clip of Sheck, or, or someone said, or Sheck, or, Shek, or Supposedly uh, someone looking a lot like a shit Jumping the fence Um, And uh, he replied To to the back of that saying uh, Just clarifying This is a video of me hopping a fence To get my stuff back from a girl who refused to give me my stuff Once again for the record I've never hit or beat up any woman Right she also goes and refused, this is this specific incident was because I was trying to give you your things, you decided to react violently and irrational because you are a grown ass man and I'm not going to disrespect you because I put them in garbage bags for you to pick up, right? Did you forget about the time you launched my phone across the room at the Monstro's Hotel, slapped me in the face with money saying, get a new one bitch, the two hotel security guards holding you back from attacking me while I ran away, the cops are coming, you forgot about all of that, right? She and then she also goes on to say that all your friends know what happened, right? And she goes on to post uh, a, a, a text exchange with Chase B, who's a, a notorious collaborator uh, with Travis Scott, one of Travis Scott's DJs, and obviously signed to Cactus Jack Records, which is owned by Travis and uh, and uh, Chase B. She goes on to she goes on to message Chase B, please hurry. I think he's breaking things. I've locked myself in a room. Please. Chase B replies. I'm calling everybody I know in LA. They're on the way. Are you good? She replies, who is they? She goes, loss is coming. I'm fucking terrified. Justine goes, can you let me know when he's here, please? All right. So, I mean, all these receipts Justine are posting and then Shek defending this, saying that he did not do this, anything like that. I mean, it's really not um, turning out in Shek's favor. And a lot of people already have uh, I've seen the backlash. A lot of people already have deleted Shek's music um the clown his music as well for people having his music you know he's, he's you know he's only uh, for people unaware he came up who people unaware who Sheck West is um he released that hit song uh mobamba uh you might have heard of it if not um yeah you' probably hear it playing in the club uh here and there but yeah uh, that that song's charting is on the charts as well. He released his album "Mud Boy just last year um which received mixed reviews uh but uh yeah so that's who check was he's signed to cactus jack records which is uh, owned by uh, travis scott and the dj chase b and so it's, it's, it's pretty compelling to see that she's texting chase b about all this as well and obviously she goes and says all your friends know what happened as well uh which uh obviously uh Sheck has replied, uh, you know, this, the uh, clarifying about the video and he hasn't replied to any any of the text receipts that uh, Justine has shared. Uh, so let's see how this story unfolds, really. Uh, so, you know, this has all come to light in the last 24 hours or so. So obviously there's going to be more developments on this story uh, and see how uh, that, that pans out. Uh, but yeah, if this is the case, then, you know, I've I've really never listened to any of Sheck's music as well. But if this is the case, this is just more reason for you to you know, go against Sheck really, uh, you know, if you know, if he if there, all these allegations do turn out to be true. So uh yeah and Elsie Justine has spoke about this in countless interviews that she was in an abusive relationship but she never really named him uh until this incident happened about him and his goons jumping her her friends and Goldlink, her man. So, uh, yeah, let's see how the story unfolds anyway. As I said, this is all coming to light after the last 24 hours or so. So, let's see how the story it, it does unfold. It is unfolding as we speak. So, let's see how uh, it goes about from here. Right, man, the Grammys. Yes, the Grammys. Let's talk about the Grammys. So, yeah, the Grammys happened last, uh, just this weekend. And we had a lot of performances from Carly B, her post Malone, um, J Lo. Uh, Lady Gaga. Yeah, we had we had loads loads of performances. I really didn't check out much. I, I saw Carly's performance. as I, I saw people talking about it and I said that I saw people saying that she smoked it and she did smoke it. Uh, um, I saw the reactions to Post Malone and Red Hot Chili Peppers performance. So I did check that out. Uh, people were clowning it, saying it didn't really mesh well together. And then I saw um, hers performance as well. So those are the only performances I checked. Uh, the performances I checked out. I didn't really, really watch the uh, award ceremony. I just saw about. Uh, the the results and uh, the reactions on, on social media So um, let's talk about the results Anyway, we're starting off So I'm only going to talk about the important results That's all, all we really care about here Right, so The important results Album of the year We had the nominations Carly B for Invasion of Privacy Brandy Carlisle, By The Way I Forgive You Drake with Scorpion Her with Her Post Malone, Bongs and Bentleys Janelle Monae with Dirty Computer Casey Moose Grace with Golden Hour uh Kendrick Lamar and more with Black Panther. And as expected, uh, uh the artists and the album no one's ever really heard about, one album of the year, and that is Casey Moose Graves with Golden Hour. For the record, uh Brandy Carlisle, by the way, I forgive you would have been another one as well. No one's really heard about. Uh but yeah as I said there's always always uh that one it's always a Grammy tradition really that the artists that people have never really known about uh, or heard about, they win uh, one of the biggest awards of the night. And this this year, it turns out to be album of the year. Most more more likely it's always album of the year. I remember the year Beck one over Beyonce or something like that. And uh, There was a lot of backlash on that. Uh, but um, yeah, as, as expected, the the album that people really or the artist people never really heard about that wins album of the year. Interesting to see, but as a uh, hip hop is the most listened to or streamed genre. Uh, in the US And you know So That's very interesting to see Anyway Record of the year We had Bad Bunny Cardi B And J Balvin With I Like It Brandy Carlisle With A Joke Childish Gambino With This Is America Drake With God's Plan Lady Gaga And Bradley Cooper With Shallow Kendrick Lamar And Scissor With All The Stars Post Malone And 21 Savage With Rockstar Zed, Maron, Morris and Grey with the middle and the winner was Childish Cambino with This Is America so shouts out to Childish man, congrats on that man congrats with everybody involved in that Young Dog as well, he did the Adelaide so obviously that, that, that's a win for him as well yeah so shouts out to Childish man uh, for record of the year first time a uh, hip hop or rap song has won the record of the year so that's quite, a, that's quite a big achievement man quite a big big achievement there uh, song of the Year, we had Kendrick Lamar and Scissor with all the stars, LMA booed up. Drake with God's Plan, Sean Mendes with My Blood, Brandy Carlisle with The Joke, Zed Mara Morris and uh, uh, Grey with The Middle, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper with Shallow and Childish Gambino with This Is America and The Winner was Again, Childish Gambino with This Is America, man, so damn, man, Childish taking away two Grammys, Doug taking away two Grammys, man, that's a very, very big achievement, man. And again, I think Song of the Year as well was the first time it's won. Uh, is it Song of the Year or Record of the Year? One of the two, It was won, uh, uh, that was the one where uh, hip-hop songs for the first time was won uh, in that category. Best New Artist, we had Chloe and Howe, Luke Combs, Gre- Greta Van Fleet, Her, Du Lipa, Michael Price, Beba Rexha and Georgia Smith. Du Lipa won. I'm not mad at that. She's had a great year. Best Rap Album. Now this is the one where it's, this this was the uh, one that stir, stirred a lot of heads. There was a, a mixed reaction, right? But let's let me get through the nominees and announce the winner. Carly B with Invasion and Privacy. Mac Miller swimming. Nipsey Hustle victory lap. Pusher T Daytona. Travis Scott with Astro World. Now when the nominations were released, I did talk about uh, what I felt was a snub. I thought J Rock was a snub. Kod from J Cole was a snub. I didn't believe that Travis Scott or Astro World should have been in there. I understand why Cardi was in there, uh, but uh, yeah, the winner was Cardi B. Cardi B won Best Rap Album of the Year, ladies and gentlemen, for Invasion of Privacy, and that spurred a lot of backlash, a lot of congrats as well, a lot of you know people people congratulating her as well as a lot of people giving a stick for it. You know, uh, if she won album of the year, I think that you know she would she wouldn't have got stick for it. But because she won rap album of the year, when we had nominees such as Nipsey Hussle with Victory Lap and Pusha T with Daytona, uh, a lot of people, uh, quite a lot of people, didn't like that at all. And um, which was which was I can understand it. I to be honest, I'm not surprised. Um, I I knew Cardi was going to win something. Uh, I didn't know what if it was going to be album of the year or if it was going to be uh, any of the other categories. Um, I, so when when she won best rap album, I wasn't really shocked. I wasn't really surprised by it because I knew she was winning one award. Uh, you know, in my opinion, you know, I, I said like it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a good album, but it wasn't for me. Um, you know, that's just me. Uh, it was good. I listened to it once. I haven't revisited it. Uh, I don't have any plans on revisiting it. Uh, but you know i'm not going to knock what she's achieved i mean you've got you've got to give this woman credit man uh, so I'll, I'll share an interesting stat with you the night of the grammys that was sunday right so 3 years to that date she worked her last shift as a stripper right for those of you unaware, cardi b was a stripper before right before she got into this whole love and hip hop and this whole uh, music industry uh, before she was an artist and she was famous for her instagram personality as well Uh, So yeah, three years to that date on Sunday or the Grammys that she worked her last shift as a stripper And three years later she's picking up the Grammy for the best rap album So just let that sink in man What an achievement that is What an achievement that is And you know, so I do feel, I do feel bad for her When people are, uh, you know, giving her a lot of backlash For winning best rap album of the year Yeah, in my opinion, you know, I would have given it to someone else but you know, I I I I can I can uh, you know appreciate and I can applaud her grind, and her hustle, and you know from where she's come from, and to put out a, an album like that. But a lot of people say her album is, is is full of hits, and it is. Her album is literally full of radio records. You know, you, you any one of those songs you can play on a radio, and it is going to garner a lot of a lot a lot, a lot of play, a lot of buzz. Uh, so I agree on that. And you know, I've got I've got to respect her grind, her hustle, how she came up, and uh, how hard she's worked. Uh, you know, so and she's had a phenomenal year. So you know, I I I don't really see the need for people giving her backlash. I know pure hip hop fans and things like that. And you know, you know, they think like she shouldn't have won best rap album. Should yeah, okay, you know, I can understand that. But you know, you've got to respect what she's come where where she came from to how to where she's got to now and how hard she's worked. So you know that outweighs you know all of this, you know. So you know, that, that's that's why that's why I can't really understand. And now one person uh, that people thought uh, was dissing Cardi when she won this Grammy was Ariana Grande, and the reason for that is because uh, obviously uh, the late Mac Miller, uh, you know, uh, was nominated for Best Rap Album with Swimming, and you guys already know if you've been listening to me uh, how I feel about that. Uh, in case you haven't. Uh, I thoroughly uh, stand by what I said, uh, you know, uh, a couple months ago when the nominations were revealed. That um, the only reason Mac was nominated was because of his tragic passing. Uh, otherwise, they wouldn't have nominated him, uh, which really pisses me off because they're doing this uh, just for attention and just to show that oh look, they're paying homage. Which uh, we all know how corrupt and how how you know, disgusting the Recording Academy, the Grammy Board can be with their intentions and their motions. Uh, so I'm not even going to entertain that fact. Uh, but um, you know, uh, you know, he put out great albums before, and they weren't nominated. It's only when he passes, you nominate him. It's absolutely sickening and disgusting to me. Uh, so you guys, yes, that that was my stance on you know the whole nomination of Mac on there. Uh, however, so. One person that did have a uh, potential issue uh, with uh, uh, Cardi winning the Year was Ariana Grande. And the reason that is because once she won that award, she uh, tweeted out and then deleted a tweet saying trash. Right. To which someone responded to her, Ariana isn't shading Cardi, it's because Mac didn't win. Ariana comes to say, nothing to do with her, good for her, I promise. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have tweeted that. Right. She's trash, though, for real, someone says. And then alluding to Cardi. <coughs> and Ariana goes, she's not at all. And that's not what I meant. And you know that, right? And uh, uh, and people say, uh, yeah. And then people go, uh, another woman goes on to say, or another person goes on to say, you're inviting match parents out and you didn't give them an award. Are you dumb? And they uh, uh, Ariana replies, this. This is what I meant. Karen was going to have a green suit made. I mean, and, and I heard that they didn't really pay any sort of homage to Mac Miller there uh, you know, you know, give him some sort of recognition there uh, which I think Ariana was uh, at that time when she tweeted that I think she was just angry because I think it was coming to the close of the night uh, and they thought like, okay they haven't mentioned him uh, at all during this whole thing maybe they're they going to honour him by giving him the award and obviously it turned out to be uh, Cardi B winning it but Carly being being the champion that she is, um, she said in her backstage segment when she won the Grammy, she goes, I know his parents were out here. Uh, and, you know, so this Grammy is for you. Uh, rest in peace. Uh, so she, she even gave, you know, she even gave Max his props and his parents, you know, his props. And, you know, she said, this Grammy, we, we can share this. This is for me and you. Uh, and this is for you. So, you know, so she, she being the champion that she is, you know, so how can you hate someone like that, man? How can you hate someone like that? Uh, so... Yeah, um, shows shows how classy and how uh, how how mature she is about it, isn't it? Uh, but I think Ariana was just really just agitated by that, and when she probably saw all of that, and I think you know that's when when she deleted all this stuff. Uh, so one person uh, <laughs> that people were looking forward to getting a reaction from that was um, Nikki, but Nikki hasn't said anything yet. Uh, she is uh, people are claiming that she's going to record an episode of Queen Radio and uh you know maybe she's gonna address all of this but she did come out and say that you should uh congrats to all the people that won uh so let's see and people and her her fans came to her defense saying that uh Nikki hasn't won a Grammy in seven years and, sh- and she came out saying and, and um, accusing the same person um Ariana accused um uh, of boycotting her performance um from the Grammys that you know it's because Nikki said that it's because of this person That I didn't win a Grammy uh, And she goes all will be revealed on the next episode of Queen Radio So let's stay tuned to that What she says on that But uh, Nikki being a, being, a, being a A true sport you know and just saying congrats To everyone who won uh award well deserved So yeah a lot of people were looking forward To her reaction but this is a, This is what Cardi had to say anyway In, in regards to the backlash
1: not my style for people to put other people down to uplift somebody else that's not my style and that's not what i'm with and i don't support that however i've been taking a lot of shit today i'm seeing a lot of bullshit today and i saw a lot of shit last night and i'm sick of this shit i worked hard for my motherfucking album i remember last year when i didn't want for bodak yellow everybody was like cardi got snubbed. cardi with have got snub now this year's a fucking problem my album went two-time platinum, my nigga. In every chart that there was, my album was always top ten. Number one album as well. I fucking worked my ass off, locked myself in the studio for three months, my nigga. Then went to sleep in my own bed, sometimes for four days straight. Pregnant. Some songs couldn't even get on the fucking album because my nose was so fucking stuffy for my pregnancy. Niggas couldn't sleep. Niggas couldn't do shit. While everybody was harassing me like, you're not going to do it, we know you're pregnant, your career's over, that shit dwelling in my fucking mind when I'm working on what is isn't
3: That's
2: what Cardi has to say about all this. And yeah, I agree with her, man. You know, for what she came through, came through yeah, and, and, you know, what she had to go through for this album and things like that, man. For, for her to be receiving this sort of backlash is not really justified. Uh, and so, and then, you know, another person that, uh, you know, came to the defense or, you know, came, you know, uh, uh spoke up about this, there was a meme circulating, uh, regarding J. Cole, you know, and everybody did uh, uh, you know, cater for J. Cole, you know, so saying he got snubbed and things like that and whatnot. Um and so there was a meme or there was a there was a picture floating around saying that J. Cole does not submit his music to the Grammys at all. And, you know, he makes the music for the fans and, you know, so um uh, yeah, so yeah, he makes uh, music for the fans and things like that. So he, he went to, on to Twitter to address everything, really, and his whole stance and this whole Grammy thing. So first he starts off by saying, I don't never want to be propped up uh, by tearing somebody else down. Seeing Cardi B win a Grammy make me feel like I won. Same with J-Rock and Anderson. I feel for Travis because he, he really deserved that acknowledgement as well. But his moment is way bigger than the awards could say. I'll get to the other winners in a bit. So this is just leading off from that Cardi B uh, uh, winning the rap grab album of the year. J. Cole then goes on to say, I went through a lot of heartbreak the first half of my career. Maybe even longer because deep down I needed that validation that I thought the awards could bring. But it's a quote I'm about to Google. I'm about to Google the really shit. He goes on to say, I went through a lot of heartbreak the first half of my career, maybe even longer, because deep down I needed that validation that I thought the awards could bring. But it's a quote I'm about to Google that's the realest shit and sums up how I feel today for anybody that needs to hear. And he posts this picture of this quote from Google. My heart is at ease knowing that what was meant for me will never miss me and that what misses me was never meant for me. He then goes on to say, seeing Thug get a Grammy is incredible. Future too has been deserved. March Madness was bigger than the Grammys, and congrats, Ella May. Black really deserved a Grammy too, but don't sweat it, my brother. No award show could ever get it all the way right, especially one that ain't run by us. And that is the most fitting words you can ever end it off with. Then you know, no award show can get it all the way right, especially one that isn't run by us. And so everybody knows how the corrupt and how you know how how political the Grammy board are. Uh, really So uh, You know J. Cole showing his support there as well In regards to You know Carly B winning rap Rafa yeah, And others as well And so yeah As I said I'm, I'm not with this, all this backlash That Carly's getting Shouts out to her man She deserves it uh, You know Winning the Grammy And things like that uh, In my opinion Obviously You know I, I, would, I would like Obviously Would have wanted a, a different uh, winner But you know I can respect uh, The grind that she did uh, How she made this album Where she came from And all the things She's gone through uh, So you know I, I, I'm, I'm not mad at it I'm not mad at it at all I wasn't mad at all When I saw these uh, r- uh, The winners And things like that So no shouts out to Cardi man Great uh, great win for you man And yeah Happy for you man Happy for you uh, So yeah uh, So that was Cardi B Winning Best Rap Album right? Um other nominees and other winners: Best Rap Song. We had Drake with God's Plan, Kendrick Lamar, J. Rock, Future, and James Blake with Kings Dead, Eminem, and Joyner Lucas with Lucky You, Travis Scott, Drake, and Sway Lee with Sicko Mode, and J. Rock win. And the winner was Drake with God's Plan. <laughs> so Drake uh, won with God's Plan. And something that was very surprising to me was seeing Drake at the Grammys because uh, he, he doesn't really he's boycotts these uh, Grammys, the uh, the Academy Awards. Uh, not the Academy Awards but the Recording Academy Awards and so so it was very surprising to see that he was there Uh, that that was probably the only biggest surprise of the night for me when I was looking at the results and uh, seeing the clips from the performance and stuff Uh, so that was um, the most surprising thing to me seeing him there Uh, and when he uh, collected his Grammy uh, he made a speech and, uh, um, and what a speech he made he goes on to say, he goes on to say, um, uh, he he, he, uh, he went on to tell an expiring artists that you don't need a Grammy Award. I promise you, you already won. So yeah, um, on Sunday, Drake shocked fans with a surprise appearance at the Grammy Awards to accept his trophy for best rap song for his viral hit, God's Plan. Uh, for the last few years, several big name stars have avoided the biggest night in music due to a host of different reasons. Between frustration over past snubs and the overall detest of all award shows, superstars like beyonce jay-z taylor swift and rihanna have rarely shown their faces but for drake according to a 2017 interview with british dj semtex his lack of support for the academy awards is is over its lack of support for the culture they don't air the other rap awards on tv drake said at the time i am apparently a rapper even though hotline blink is not a rap song he said at the time the only category they can manage to fit me in is a rap category Now, fast forward two years later, after having skipped out on the last five uh, Grammy events, Drake made an appearance on this year's show to accept his third Grammy. However, during his acceptance speech, in which he encouraged aspiring artists to seek validation elsewhere, he was cut short. To the kids watching, those aspiring to do music, and all my peers that make music uh, for their fans, and uh, for all you fans that come out in the snow, the rain, and uh, spend your hard earned money to come see me uh, I just want to tell you guys That you don't need this uh, This right here is not everything uh, You guys what make uh, artists Make us artists uh, So indirectly really shading the Grammy Saying you don't really need a Grammy This is all uh, an opinion based sport As he goes on to say We live in an opinion based sport And uh, this right here It doesn't really matter What matters is all your fans Spending their hard earned money And coming out in treacherous weather conditions to come see you that's what um you know that's that's the biggest award uh, and seeing him seen kids and people rap rap your uh, you know sing your lyrics word for word that's the biggest biggest award an artist can have so him there indirectly shading the grammys which is very very good to see and an artist of his stature and his caliber to say all that on that stage now it makes sense why he made that appearance he made that one-off appearance just to say you know say all of that if he won uh, so shouts out to Drake, man. Um, uh, that was that was that was that was very brazen of you, man. I, I fuck with that, man. And uh, you know, he, him, he, him, just he's just saying what everybody else is thinking in it and doing about this whole boycott. So uh, yeah, that was that was great to see. Uh, shouts out to you for the Grammy win as well. I know it doesn't mean anything to you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was great to see. It was really great to see. Uh, moving on, anyway, in the Grammys, uh, the best rap performance. Uh, we had Cardi B with Be Careful, Drake Nice for what? Kendrick Lamar, J Rock, Future, and James Blake with Kings Dead. Anderson Park with Bubbling. Travis Scott, Drake, and Sway Lee with Sicker Mode. And the winner was a tie. And that was uh, Kendrick Lamar, J Rock, Future, James Blake with Kings Dead. And Anderson Park with Bubbling. So shouts out to both of those, uh, all of the people involved there, man. Shouts out to them. Uh, Eastside Johnny, man. J Rock got himself a Grammy, man. <laughs> shouts out to him shout out to future shout out to kendrick james blake shout out to anderson park with bubbling man a song that wasn't even on that Oxnard album he won man uh and so shouts out to him man for his first grammy uh i love this I, I was very happy when i saw that man uh you know people at least you know they they got some recognition they got some you know uh you know praise they got some yeah as i said more or less recognition from the recording academy even though you don't really need it um you know they think you know, they got that award, so big shout out to them and really happy about that. Best rap song performance, we had uh, Christine Aguilera and Gold Link, like I do. Black with J Cole uh, with Pretty Little Fears. Gambino with This Is America. All the stars, Kendrick and Scissor, Rockstar, Post Malone and Twenty One Savage. And for the third time, Gambino picks up the award with This Is America of the night, so that is third award of the night. Shouts out to Gambino man, clearing, clearing it up. Best R and B album, we had Tony Braxton. Sex and Cigarettes, Leon Bridges with Good Thing, Lala Hathaway with Honestly, Her with Her, Uh, PJ Morton uh, with Gumbo Unplugged Live, and the winner was Her, man, so shouts out to Her, man, Uh, great, great win, great win, great artist, man, really, really happy for Her, Uh, no pun intended, (laughs) thoroughly deserved, thoroughly deserved for the year that she's had, for the projects that she's put out, man, thoroughly, thoroughly deserved, man, Great eyes, great music, and a great win for her for the best R&B album. Next up, we got best R&B song. LMA booed up. Miguel J Cole uh, and Salam Remy. We've come through until Gambino with "Feels Like Summer." Her with "Focus." Tony Braxton with "As Long As I Live," and uh, the winner was LMA with "Booed Up." So yeah, congrats to LMA man, uh, UK's own LMA man. Uh, congrats to her with "Booed Up." Great song, great album. Great year that she had as well Shouts out to Mustard The whole uh, 10 summers camp as well And uh, that's a great win there for Ella man Uh, Best R&B performance Tony Braxton long as I live The Carters with Summer Lala Hathaway with And YOY Um, Her uh, with Daniel Caesar Best part PJ Morton with First Began And then the award went to her again So she picked up a second award of the night Uh, So shouts out to her man Uh, Great, that's great man That's great to see Uh, Best traditional R&B performance Leon Bridges Bet bet Ain't Worth The Hand Uh, Bette Levette Don't Fall Apart On Me Tonight Major with Honest PJ Morton Yebba How Deep Is Your Love Charlie Wilson and Lala Hathaway with Made For Love And winner was PJ Morton with Yebba How Deep Is Your Love Best Urban Contemporary Album we had Carters with Everything Is Love Chloe and Hell with The Kids Are Alright Chris, Dave, and the Drumheads. Chris, Dave, and the Drumheads. Uh, Miguel with War and Leisure. And Michelle... Uh, Giocello with Ventriloquism. And the winners was... The Carters with Everything Is Love. Shout out to JMB man. <laughs> I know they don't really care about it, but... Shout out to them for that. Producer of the year, non-classical. you had Boy Wonder, Larry Klein, Linda Perry, Kanye West, and Pharrell Williams. The winner was Pharrell Williams. So shout out to Skateboard Peter real. Best Music Video... The Carters with "Ape Shit. Gambino with "This Is America," Jonah Lucas with well, "I'm Not Racist," Janelle Monae with "Pink," and Tierra Whack with "Mumbo Jumbo," and Gambino picking up his fourth award of the night with "This Is America." So he cleaned out, man. So yeah, shouts out to Gambino. Shouts out to all the winners, man, and all the nominees, man. Um, uh, as I said, it was it's a good year really for winners and a good year for nominations, man. A lot of people, a lot of people I didn't think would get nominated got nominated. Pusha T, Nipsey. Jay, Jay Rock, man, Anderson, you know. So that's that's great to see, man. And then just shouts out to winners, man. And as Jay Cole said, um, you know, uh, no award choking gear all the way right. As um, especially one that's not run by um, you know people in, in the hip hop industry itself. So yeah, um, you know, decent performances from Carly, really good performances from Cardi and her. And yeah, just, just shouts out to all the winners, man. Shouts out to all the winners, all the nominees uh yeah so uh yeah shout out to all of them man uh people who won the awards well deserved man well deserved uh so yeah so not that uh, not, not too much backlash really coming from the grammys uh, apart from cardi b's side uh which you know you know it's just 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 uh just a whole bunch of corny shit there going on uh but yeah man uh that was a grammys for you man that was a grammys um uh winners and everything there. Uh following on from that really, uh obviously Lupe Fiasco, uh he he had some words, choice words to say as well, uh regarding uh the Grammys. Uh so he Lupe goes on to say he calls out the Grammys and Atlantic Records uh, execs after fans ask about the, the Grammy nomination. Uh I'm, and he goes and say I'm the most blackballed rapper in the history of rap uh, so Lupe Fiasco calls out the Grammys and the uh, Atlantic Records execs, right? Uh, uh, after fans questioning why his album Jorges Waves wasn't nominated. On Monday, Lupe took to social media after several fans acknowledged his lack of a Grammy nomination. That's like getting mad at McDonald's for not having whoppers, he said in response to a fan's disappointment over the snub. The rapper continued by recalling his experience with Atlantic Records, which he referred to as a damn near mob cartel. He then claimed he asked former uh the WMG head Leo Cohen for the rights to his master recordings in exchange for a 360 deal. In the end, Fiasco said Cohen strongly suggested a lack of uh, promotion for his new album if he failed to ink the paperwork. I'm the most blackboard rapper in the history of rap, v- uh, Lupe wrote in another tweet. Uh, Low uh, uh, once asked Leo for my masters in exchange for signing a 360 deal, and he said, Do I want them like in a suitcase to carry around? A greatest hit from among all the other wild shit, some of these white record execs have said to me with a straight face in private. The rapper continued. Um, you know, so him, uh, him, him, him voicing his, uh, Lupe voicing his uh, uh, opinion on, um, you know, uh, the Grammys and things like that. Um, he goes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, asked Lujo for my masters in exchange for signing a 360 deal. And he said, do I want them, uh, want them like in a suitcase to carry out? Carry around a greatest hit from among all the other wild shit. Some of these white record exists have to have to say with me with a straight face in private. He then followed it up with, If you don't sign it, I can't guarantee we're still going to promote your albums. From that point forward, I knew my career was over. This is all 100% true with witnesses. One of the fans responded, I don't get it, just being sarcastic on how you would like to receive your masters, FedEx shipping, etc., that type of dumb shit. I don't know if he was shocked that I knew the 360 program Atlantic had. I didn't. It didn't really add any value to an artist at the time. And the only equity was the music IP, the masters. Because the million dollar advances were just instant debt or what. It was surreal. Uh, a fan went on to say, I don't feel sorry for any artists in that regard. I just know that this wouldn't be as nearly a big problem if artists knew what they were signing and held record labels accountable. It's not that clear though because it's dudes legit poor coming it's dudes that who are legitimately poor coming into these labels and a million dollar advance is life changing people prey on that so it's not necessarily a knowledge issue it's a pay my bills by any means necessary type really? issue even if it means signing some shit of course but uh, another fan goes of course but would you but would you still take a 360 knowing what what you know today these labels ultimately preyed on your ignorance, not your pockets. They both matter, just one over the other. That's why they'll throw you pennies in exchange for your IP, the real asset. He goes, "I didn't sign it. I'm not ignorant, ignorant at all. I started my first business at nineteen. Plus, the music business, at least what I went through at Atlantic, wasn't a business. It was damn near a mob cartel, real grimy, gangster shit. I had money, so I don't really care. I was speaking on other artists. Basically, low." This was right after the call went gold and y'all know the history after that although it was a bloodbath Another fan asked him What's your thought about the Grammys? Does it seem different from what it used to be or represents? He goes An organisation, I think, it's awesome The programmes are quite good I wish it would do more to hold major labels accountable for the way they treat artists Though, so As a televised, uh, thus mass-facing award it has the same flaws and more of awards that deal with subjective material so they are going to get the most visible artists of the moment to make sure those audiences they command will participate in the show and watch it. It's a funky math to balance credibility with visibility. Think of it as a fundraiser or clout raiser, which most awards are anyway. Nobody, and another fan goes on to say, Nobody seems to know why the Grammys are the most prestigious music award to win, they just think it is because everyone else think thinks it is. It's like trying to explain to an alien that isn't from Earth why diamonds are so valuable. It's prestigious because of the uh, Lupe goes it's, it's prestigious because of, the, of its actually quite authentic relationship to the music business However that prestige isn't natural uh, It's definitely curated and adjusted f- f- and adjust to fit the time Remember there are literally hundreds of Grammys given out each year Not just 10 on TV, it runs deep Again it's something as artists we have to take the blame for const- Constantly jumping back and forth between numbers and quality as it s- suits our egos the Grammys plays that game right back at us. Imagine a Grammys based purely on record sales. So you, everybody knows how woke Lupe is, man, and you can tell. By, you know, if you don't know by now, his music promotes that, projects that wokeness, and you know, so nothing he's saying here is out of the norm or you know, just uh, completely shocking or surprising. Um, him being a veteran in this as in the music industry as well, he's seen the ins and outs as he as he's described here. His uh, record label, his deals with Atlantic and stuff like that, his interactions with Leo Cohen and the Atlanta execs, and this is what they told him, and tried to blackball him. As he says, so he, he's really a, a known and really a keen to all the things going on. And so you know, his fans saying that why didn't get nominated? He goes, I've been blackballed all my life, you know, so it's it's not new to me. And I, and I think him he, he, him and J. Cole as well, he's got the same mindset as him. Like he doesn't really put too much stake into it. So he, you know, so it is. what it is at the end of the day, as he says, and we all know how. And I said how many times I'm repeating that how corrupt and how political the Grammy board is. We all know that. Roy said it in one of his songs, man, that dumb song on that great album, Book of Ryan. Welcome to the Grammys, where your likeness of views, uh, you know, all that. And then he says, you know, they already know where that the Grammy is going once the, they put out the nominations, man. So. You know, so everybody knows about the Grammys, and so there's not really much we can do from this. You know, uh, so um, you yeah, know, is what it is. And anyway, shouts out to all the winners again, uh, again for uh, yeah, shouts out to everybody won, everybody who's nominated, uh, well deserved. Uh, yeah, moving on from the Grammys. <laughs> Nicki Minaj, let's go back to Nicki. So, Nikki was actually uh, being dragged by BET out of all people. Black Entertainment Television was dragging another black female artist. And uh, they dragged her by saying, Nicki Minaj is being dragged by a lace front. Cardi B is the first solo female rapper to win the Best Rap Album and fans are weeping. And BET tweets out, Meanwhile, Nikki is being dragged by a lace front. Right? Then her fans go, BET, black entertainment television, decided to drag a black woman while congratulating a Latina woman. Nicki Minaj didn't revive a whole genre, write her own raps for over a decade, and bring your ghetto ass award show viewers for y'all to disrespect and bully her like this. Fuck y'all, BET. Right? And uh, Nicki also uh, went on to tweet, um, Young Money will no longer be a part of the BET experience or award show. Summer tour, tour dates are dropping soon. Right, um, she goes. I can't thank you guys enough for all your love and support. You continue to show me to everyone who said something sweet or thank you. Uh, whether I read it or not, I felt it from the bottom of my heart. I love you so, so much, so, so, so much. Stay tuned. Right, uh, yeah. So, uh, BT then I uh, went to apologise for this uh, dragging her by a lace front. Uh, you know, uh, in regards to Cardi B winning a Grammy, BT apologises to Nicki Minaj after tweeting. Um, why why Nikki being dragged by a lace front? Um, so I say on, Saturday, on Sunday, Cardi B made history in becoming the first female solo act to win Best Rap Album. BT fired off a tweet congratulating the Bronx, Bronx bred rapper on her historical feat, but in its attempt to celebrate Cardi, a platform simultaneously shaled her arch nemesis Nicki Minaj uh, by saying, "Meanwhile, Nicki Minaj is being dragged by a lace front." The tweet read, while the link directed users to an article about Cardi's win. Following afternoon, Nicki Minaj took to Twitter to announce that she and the rest of the Young Money team would no longer perform at this year's BET Awards and BET Experience, where she was scheduled to headline. She also shared a few tweets from her friends, which allegedly included a photo of the BET employee in question. As the barbs, which are her fans pulled the woman's phone number and address. As the backlash continued, BET released a statement apologising for the entire ordeal. BET loves Nicki Minaj, the outlet wrote. We have supported her from the very beginning of her career and will continue to do so moving forward. Nicki has paved the way for so many performers and has solidified her place as one of the most powerful figures in the music industry. Unfortunately, the respect we have for Nicki was violated by this post and that should never have been written. The post does not reflect how we feel about Nicki and further does not reflect our company values. We deeply apologise for the hurt disappointment and confusion that this po- post has caused. We are committed to doing everything we can to address the situation. We are also conducting an internal audit to ensure these types of posts are not published again. We have apologised to Nikki and her team. The post has been removed and we have taken additional appropriate action. We understand Nikki's position and look forward to continuing our dialogue with her. Finally, we apologise to all of her fans. This should have never happened. Now, really, in a nutshell... When Nikki gets to Queen Radio, she's she's fucking everybody up. BT, the 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 Grammy uh, um, the Grammy exec that uh, um, who, who Nikki claims that was the reason she didn't win a Grammy, maybe Cardi B, I don't know. <laughs> but she's flaming everybody when she gets to that episode of Queen Radio. So, uh, yeah, pretty shocking to see, really, that BT, you know, a, a black entertainment television, a black owned business, is trying to, you know. Drag a, a black woman, uh, you know, f- you know a- a in the attempts of trying to reignite some sort of food between her and Cardi or anything like that. Or, you, or what mostly is just to generate publicity, uh, which is not really needed on a night at the Grammys, which is where you've got most of the publicity. But yeah, that was very shocking to see. And obviously, Nikki taking her stance against everything that uh, against that. Uh, so Let's see what Nicky has to say on the episode of Queen Radio. Anyway, so yeah, that's Nicky Minaj versus BET, and that uh, rounds up all of our news uh, over the last week or so, uh, ladies and gents. Uh, here we are, about an hour and thirty-six at a moment. <laughs> so yeah, bear with me. It's gonna we're we're getting to it. It's gonna be a long episode. <laughs> uh, right, let's talk about albums. Let's talk about albums. So we had two albums. I'm gonna first talk about. Um, Wiz Khalifa and Currencies Project 2009 It's the follow up to their uh, uh, 2009 project How Fly And they've been teasing this for quite some time And lo and behold it came last Friday And yeah so uh, We we all know how uh, these two uh, artists give it up When they collaborate together We know what we're in store for Uh, We're in store for that laid back stoner music And easy listening music And uh, and that's what this album is really this 2009 project it is that stoner music the stoner revived music the laid-back music music you can chill to easy listening uh, that's uh, that's exactly what it is And at the same time as well you know it does show some uh, 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 depth and growth from both Wiz and Currency I think they make each other better uh, so yeah this 2009 project yeah it comes out in at 14 tracks all comes about 40 minutes or so. we got two features on here. One from uh, Ty Dollar Sign on track number three, Ben's Boys. And one from Problem on track number nine, Getting Loose. But yeah, as I said, 14 tracks coming to about 40 minutes or so long. And as I said, we know what we're getting into when we when we see the names of Wiz Khalifa and Currency. <laughs> we're getting into that stonery type vibe music, man. That easy listening music. And I'm all the way for it, man, because I, I love Wiz. I love Currency. I love their music, man. Yeah, and uh, I think they're really, really great artists. Don't really get that much recognition because they're in their own lane. Uh, but, you know, uh, in, on this particular project as well, they both trade bars with each other as well, man. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. It shows a lot of depth and growth from both of them, from their how-fly days to now, how much that they've improved as, as rappers, uh, as artists, and even as lyrically as well, man. Uh, as soon as the first track came in, First uh, the first two tracks came in I heard both of them spitting some bars and I was just like damn man, their their rapping has definitely improved uh since two thousand nine's How Flyer as this is penned as a direct sequel to that or a follow up to that. Uh so when you listen to them in contrast you can hear the difference in their, their rapping, their artistry, uh and just their music man. So uh yeah, uh that, that was great to see and great to hear man. And definitely so uh yeah. Uh, all in all, man, this project is uh, a good project man. You, just, you know what you're getting into when, 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 when you know what they're about uh, As I said, very easy listening Very laid back, chill type music uh, Good features from Tide Dollar and Problem on there uh, So yeah, all in all, man, the project is a, a really good project, man um, I, I, I really enjoyed listening to it uh, I've only listened to it, to, to it once so far uh, But I really did enjoy that listen uh, As I said uh, Get you in that chill type of vibe, man. And, 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 and uh, any music that you know where, where you want to listen to, just to chill out, you know, just to clear your head and things like that. I think Wiz and Currency best uh, best uh, fit that mold, man. Fit that picture, uh, fit that vibe, man. To that kind of music you want to listen to, if you want to just chill out and vibe out. Uh, the Only one one particular song I really didn't like on this one was Bottle Poppers. I just didn't like the beat. I didn't like uh, their flows on it. Uh, that was the only track really I didn't like. I, did, I thought that you know this was quite a um, uh, I loved, that was like a, kind of like the, uh, the odd song out of all the other songs uh, on the album. Uh, but apart from that, man, all the other thirteen tracks I really really liked. I really enjoyed listening to this project. Uh, so I'm definitely going to give it more spins, man. Uh, In the future But uh, yeah uh, Really good music Really good easy listening music So you know Whack on this music On the the Friday afternoon Or Friday morning Or whatever Or you know Anytime you want to Just chill and lay back man Uh, Clear your head Uh, If you you have had a stressful day And stuff You don't want to Just don't want to Think about too much Just whack this type of music on man I guarantee you man It will chill you out man You'll like it Definitely You'll like it uh, so yeah, that's Wiz Khalifa and Currency with their 2009 project. Shouts out to both of them, man! Great project there from two great artists that've shown a lot of versatility and growth in the last ten years since that last project. And yeah, man, just uh, just just yeah, shouts out to them, man, for a great project, man. So that's Wiz Khalifa and Currency with 2009. Not much else to say there, ladies and gentlemen. Not much else there to break down, really. As It's just chilled, stone music, man. <laughs> And finally, uh, this week we got an album from West London's own AJ Tracy, man. So you know, I got a, I got a big up the UK, I got a big up where I'm from, man, and uh, you know, um, big up the artists from here, you know. So I, I, I know I don't really talk about them much, uh, you know. It's more you know based on hip hop and stuff from the US and things like that. But I do uh, support grime artists and UK artists. You know, they're called grime, not UK rap. As a lot of US people say, this is called grime, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, UK artists. Uh, as I know, I don't do it as often, but um, you know, I do support them, uh, and you know, especially for big releases like this as well. Uh, so AJ Tracy is has been one of my favorite uh, uh, grime artists from this new batch of rappers, uh, new batch of grime, grime grime artists like Dave, Mist. Uh, you know, he's been one of my favorites. You know, they're like all, all of these people. Are, um, people I listen to And you know Yeah so uh, He dropped his debut album uh, AJ Tracy The self, his self titled uh, Debut album right And so uh, Yeah this track comes in At uh, 15 uh, tracks All comes in about 48 minutes long We got features from uh, Notes With uh, the previous release Butterflies Jay Critch And track 9 Necklace. Uh, gigs Holloman Gigs on track thirteen, nothing but net. So yeah, we got uh, we got uh, three three good features on there, man, uh, from three uh, UK artists, man. So yeah, so as I said, we've got fifteen tracks, all come to about forty eight minutes long or so, man. Um, and you know he, he 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 broke down the album really when he was uh, speaking uh, to uh, Apple Music and Zane Lowe. Uh, so. I can run you through, man. I can run you through uh, what what he said. Uh, He said, Plan B, which is the first track. He goes, this is the oldest track on the album. I made it around two years ago in New York. I was doing sessions for the sake of doing sessions, just to kill some time. I recently found success and was in a bit of a weird space emotionally. I felt lonely and alienated. I was just experiencing success and money. So they're all kind of locked into the track and I thought I need to save this one for my album. The second track, Jackpot, uh, which is produced by Molly Raw. Because I've been a fan of Molly Raw from before I was known. I used to listen to his productions on Lua Uzi Vert. I told my manager, I'm a big fan of this guy. Can you get in contact? Obviously, because I don't have a label, we just can't hit up the machine and be like, yo, can you plug us in with this guy? It had to happen more organically, which I really prefer. So it's a blessing. And then he came to produce this track, uh, Jackpot. And Track three, Arena. He goes on to say, I don't know about writing love songs, this is the closest I'll ever get. This was my first girlfriend, she's a really respectful girl, respect, respectful girl. so she doesn't really like the image I'm portraying of her. That's why I used a pseudonym, Rina. Uh, not her real name, but I know that's what, what, what I know what that's about. Wifey Rhythm 3, this track is tongue in cheek. I didn't want to do the same pattern I'd done last time and copy the other two Wifey Rhythm tracks i never done a song with steel bangles So I thought let me just jump in the studio And see what we can make on this topic Double C's The original name for this track was Chanel But it's such an obvious name And I'm not really the one to use obvious names In the rap community if you're wearing Chanel You call it Double C's This this song's really just me popping my shit I'm saying how my life is now And like, like it or lump it This is how it is I also tell my head teacher to go fuck himself And I know when all the kids from my school hear that They're going to love it uh, another side thing about this track is on Double C's. Um, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Grime artists use the "ngolo kante" bar, right? I know Dave mentioned it on one of ours. Uh, Dave mentioned it on one of his tracks. He goes, "When she got, uh, I tell her when she goes low, I call her kante and stuff like that." And AJ Tracy uses the bar here. She goes, "When I call her something, when I go, I tell her that I can't kante and then I want un- go. Then I tell her I want it and go low." so i am seeing that bar like used very very uh, like recycled really and uh <laughs> I'm all here for it but man like it sounds like I'm hearing that bar a lot a lot uh, and repeatedly so you know uh, it's kind of losing its touch man when the first time I heard it when Dave said it I was like oh damn man that's a <laughs> that's a bar when I heard AJ use it I was like okay man I've heard this kind of bar before I'm not gonna knock it but it's getting kind of repetitive now you know so maybe come up with something else and he does that as well he, do, he does he does come up with some other bars as well i'll get to that in a minute but that's just in addition to that double c's track uh next up in the country star track he goes this beat is a perfect fusion of country obviously the guitars and drill with the drum pattern i don't want to sound too gassed but in my opinion i'm definitely one of the best sounding with a drill uh, a lot of people want to hear packages AJ, this is, that was my 2016 single I'll give you a tiny bit of what you want And I'll sit on the drill uh, drum band But since I'm a country star now I've got to still use guitars uh, you uh, one of the lead singles from me He goes, my mum asked me Why do you always make aggressive music? It's kind of true, so I wanted to try new things I don't think I'm a singer But it sounded alright uh, Butterfly with notes The only thing that tainted the success of this track Was people calling it Afro Swing not everything that sounds tropical influences Afro Swing. I'm from Trinidad and this is definitely a dancehall influ- influence track. I love African music but I'm not African so it would be cheeky of me to make African music. This is a UK take on dancehall. Necklace with Jake Rich. Jake Rich and me will, uh, will be in the studio getting drunk, getting high. Someone will put the beat on and one of us will say I've got something for this. It's kind of like football when it goes to a penalty shootout. Not necessarily the person who's best at striking will go first at the penalty but it's whoever who feels confident enough in the moment. Man, I like I like that relationship you made there with Footy, man. And obviously AJ's a known Spurs fan as well. So uh, it's got, I, like, I always like to see his reactions on Twitter when Spurs are playing. <laughs> uh, Prada Me. I heard someone say Prada Me and I thought, that's a fire little phrase. Let me use that. I love using little fire things I find in life. That one I just used to big up my mum a little bit. Ladbroke Grove. I think for UK people, Garage is the ultimate feel good music. It's nostalgic. My favourite of all time is Sweet Females, uh, Sweet Female Attitude to Flowers. This track is heavily influenced by that. There's also a George Smith sample on the vocal. I've known her for a while and it's really cool that we've both come a long way. I don't really use female vocalists much, but she's one of my favourite vocalists. And that is your garage, typical uh, garage infused track. And UK fans and you know, garage fans, would, uh, you would love that track, man. I, I loved it at the moment it came on. Um... The Doing It track, of all the tracks on the album, it's very easy for me to make a song like Doing It. It's basically just me saying no one can put me down, this is me. I'm proud of my achievements, it's just me beating my chest. Nothing but net with gigs, gigs. what a legend. I've been listening to him since I was a little kid. He had me under pressure, I'm not going to lie. The verse he gave me, I was just like, that's one of the best gig verse, gigs verses I've heard. I'll be honest with you, my first verse isn't the one that's on the track now. Because I heard his and had to go back to the drawing board. He texted me like. We're not going to talk about that verse change you did. <laughs> Shouts out to Man, Horror flick. This is the only track I really didn't like on this album. but This is what AJ had to say about it. The first part of the album is just rap. Basically then the middle part is quite experimental. For me as a rapper experimental is always going to be singing. Then the end bit here is a darker more aggressive and fast paced. And then the final track Triple S. When I watch a lot of artists perform live. I'm like, yo, why don't I have a song like this that just blows up every venue? The thing is, I do have a song like that. It's Buster Cannon from my 2016 EP, Little Tracy. It blows up every venue with brute force, but I wanted a song that blows up every venue with aggression and fast pace. I, I constructed the drum pattern, so it, ha- it has a really long intro. You're waiting for the drop, and when the drop finally comes, it blows everything up. So that's that's what AJ had to say about the album, and Now, me, personally... As I said, yeah, I really like the album, man. Except for track fourteen, horror flick. Uh, really good features from Gigs, Notes, obviously with Butterflies and Jay Critch, and AJ's flow and rap uh, and, and rapping on that is, is is really really well, really really good. Um, he's improved since uh, you know his EPs in two thousand sixteen and seventeen and eighteen, and then he's coming full force with for this album. Like he should, man, and uh, just lets everybody know that you know, uh, like he's 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 here to stay in this girl, old grime scene here, and yeah, man. Uh, I mean, when I listened to this album, man, it reminded me a lot of um, you know, a fab, you know, a, a fabulous, you know, uh, because I think AJ is one of the best, or if not the best, punchline guy in the grime scene right now. Uh, that's that's my opinion. That's uh, so. That's why I say he reminds me a lot of Fab. I'm not saying you know like um, you know like he is Fab or anything like that. Uh, but he just reminds me a lot of Fab because Fab is known as the Punchline King. Uh, him and him and Lloyd Banks, you know, I always say that him and Lloyd Banks they they got a fight for that crime. Some people say Lloyd Banks, some people say Fab. Uh, I say Fab for me because Fab has been doing it longer. Uh, but um, yeah, I I, I I I listening to AJ Tracy, it does remind me a lot of Fab, and I do think that uh, he is. Um, the yeah, UK, I think he he for for the grime scene here, he's probably the best punchline guy in the grime scene uh, 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 in this day and till the, till this day uh, out of all the other people. So uh, yeah, that's what that's what I got as well listening to this album, and yeah, I, and I love that man. I love I love those witty little funny little bars. As I say, like the Ngolo Kante bar and stuff like. He's got some more bars in there as well, uh, which is funny. I love how they relate to the Premier League and football and stuff like that. He's he's an avid fan of Spurs and stuff, so uh, yeah, that's great to hear, great to see. So as I said, yeah, I I love these little witty little punchlines and stuff like that. Uh, So yeah, I think he does it the best in this in this current climate uh, out of all the grime artists. So shout out to AJ Tracy for a great album, man. Um, It's getting really good reviews everywhere, and as it should, as it as it is a great album. And yeah, man, uh, one to, one to be on the lookout for. For so all your UK fans and all the people who are listening, who uh, uh, are not based in the UK, man, check him out, man. Um, again, I, I think you like him, man. Uh, he's got a great, he's got great rapping flow. His voice is great. Uh, really good beat selection as well. Uh, yeah, so uh, check him out, man. And of all, for all the UK fans as well, you know we know we, we know how we love uh, AJ here, man. So yeah, uh, shouts out to AJ Tracy, great album. Uh, excited to hear uh, from you. Uh, what's coming next? Uh, but for the time being, man, yeah, this this album's gonna get uh, quite a lot of spins. Uh, you know, uh, uh, this year and until your next project. So yeah, shouts out to AJ Tracy for a great album. You guys go check that out. That is on your streaming services everywhere. Right. Uh, Let's talk a bit of TV. uh, To finish things off. Uh, I watched the Netflix film Polar. uh, Just last week man. I saw saw a lot of people talking about that. And I saw a lot of forums comparing it to John Wick. And so that's that's what um, pulled my attention towards that film. And yeah. I watched it last week. And. Damn, man, what a film! What a film Netflix have made. Uh, Yeah, it is uh, very identical to John Wick in the form of uh, uh, the action scenes and the violence and things like that. But I do think that this goes a tad bit uh, extremer than John Wick with a bit more uh, gory and bloodier scenes. Uh, And it stars uh, Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, For those of you unaware of who he is, he starred in the uh, series Hannibal. Uh, He also was the villain in Casino Royale Opposite Daniel Craig uh, Played the villain Le Uh, Chiffre He did that calling advert as well I remember (laughs) Uh, So yeah Mads Mikkelsen he does a great job uh, In there Uh, He plays the role of an assassin Looking to retire And obviously his agency His employer doesn't really want him to retire that's how far I'm going to go About the, explaining the story I mean there's the Hudgens stars in there as well Which was a, quite a weird addition When you first see it on paper But when you see it, and the film in itself uh, Yeah you know, it's, uh, it, you know yeah, it, She fits in well She fits in well with the whole cast And things like that So yeah Really really great film man I really enjoyed it man Really enjoyed it I didn't think um You know, when I'm going into it, I thought, like, oh, is this going to be a rip off for John Wick or is it just going to be like the same? But I really enjoyed the films like that, where it's just one guy going around fucking up the base and fucking shit up, man. (laughs) Like Denzel did in Equalizer and uh, 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 Keanu Reeves did in John Wick and uh, Mads Mikkelsen doing in this. Uh, I do believe there will be a sequel as the way it ended, but yeah, uh, for now, man, definitely go check out this uh, Polar film uh polar or polar however you want to call it i've seen it pronounced both ways uh, but so, yeah uh, go, do definitely go check out that film if you're looking for a great action film uh so yeah that's uh netflix's uh polar let me check that out right yeah ladies and gentlemen man yeah we're coming to probably one of the i think this will be the longest maybe i think uh, i'm not sure i think uh, uh, i think uh, our longest has been one hour or just or just two hours or so but i think this will be the longest episode i've recorded and we had a lot of shit to discuss man and you know i didn't want to hold back so um yeah apologies if i'm boring you but <laughs> i didn't want to hold back i wanted to talk everything um about everything so yeah man uh, let's get into our final segment of the episode which is the sleeper segment you know how it is And, you know, with Valentine's Day approaching in the next... uh, In this week, in the next uh, two days or so. It's certainly right that I bless you with some Valentine's sexy, sexy R&B music, you know. I was going to fuck up the whole vibe and go the rap side of things. But, nah, man, I'll I'll, I'll do that next week maybe. But, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the sexy, sexy side of things, man. Uh, Give you that Valentine's Day music to get you all in the vibe. And I'm going to play a track for my guy Tank man and uh i'm i'm really shocked that this track hasn't got much traction man i talked about this when it came out a few weeks ago and how i fuck with this track so much and uh, it's, it's my shit uh, i've just not really seen many people talk about it man and uh, you know i fuck with tank man Tank's the OG. uh so this is my boy tank and this is dirty so this is tank with dirty <laughs> and let's get into these vibes ladies and gentlemen valentine's day vibes valentine's week vibes
3: I just don't, don't think they understand the type of shit you went to, you know. Sir, can you take and pick some up? Sir, put you to sleep when you wake up is so Hey,
2: don't I sit I'll
3: find a the meat on your bone. All right now, sir. You'll shake I'll little, little oh, All right, now, damn. Kiss me, I know it tastes like you. sorry. Uh, you ain't done this before, but that's what we don't do, it. Hey, wait a minute. Uh, I can see it in ya. I don't know what's happening. You'd like when I do you dirty, uh,
2: Hey I'll
3: be smacking on that ass Alright now I grab your neck, took you real slow You ain't even got an ass You like when I do you dirty I ain't gonna tell nobody I Won't tell nobody I Won't tell nobody yeah. You busted it up and I'm loving the show got yeah. it Ain't just food in, but for me, you a whole, whole, oh, Both hands and no hands, you get to the job, sir. You can't put a cream when I'm close, you don't stop. Cause you're kiss me, you know it tastes like me, yeah, sir. I'm the nastiest nigga that you've ever seen. Hey. <laughs> I'm in you. Yeah. You like when I do you dirty. Uh, uh, you like when I do you dirty. Oh, I put your face in the pillow. i be smacking on that ass. I grab your neck, took you real slow. You ain't even gotta act. You like when I do you dirty. ain't gon' tell nobody, oh, tell nobody, oh, tell nobody This ain't nice and slow, it's so physical, it's 200 on the dash Bust that open, oh, no, I want all the smoke, you even gotta a when I get to I grab your neck, took you real slow. You ain't even gotta ask. You like when I do you die won't tell nobody tell nobody tell nobody Quaint Sancho.
2: Yes ladies and gentlemen, Radio 118.9, it's your host Milanoza, the boy with the most sauce, the boy with the most chutney, the boy with the most masala, the most notorious good juice slash good G, Radio 118.9, don't touch that dial there, playing them Valentine's Day vibes, that Valentine's week vibes to get you in that mood with that sexy someone, (laughs) that's my boy Tank, Dirty. <laughs> yeah, shouts out to tank man what a great song man i don't know why that song's not getting enough traction man but yeah man shouts out to the OG, the legend to tank that is dirty uh go check that out man and yeah man that wraps us up for this week ladies and gentlemen we are officially at two hours or something i believe this is our longest episode but i hope i've keeping uh kept you entertained this episode talking about everything and thank you for listening and i'm your host as i said milanoza the boy with the most masala chutneys sauce the notorious good juice that's good g man. until next next week stay safe have a great week and stay blessed out there and until next week peace